Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, guys. This one's great. My guest today, I actually met at a conference last August, and he's one of those people that when you meet them, there's instant connection. He's so interesting, and he is so incredibly passionate about what he does. And what we're going to learn about today is all about holistic dentistry from a master at his craft. Dr. Dom Nischwitz is a pioneer in the field of holistic and biologic dentistry. He's an expert when it comes to ceramic implants. And not only is he a dentist, but he's also a naturopath. So what we have here is a practitioner who is bringing together two universes into one and the way that he practices, which he explains in the show, and also gives great tips about what things that you want to watch out for when you're having certain procedures done in your mouth are invaluable. I learned a ton speaking with him. And, you know, it's one of those things where I actually think, hey, if I needed certain procedures done, I might just hop on a plane to Germany to go see him. And I would not be alone. Dr. Dom sees a lot of international patients. Anyway, so if you want to connect with Dr. Dom after listening to this episode, you can find him on Instagram at Dr. Dome one. So Dr. D-O-M-E one, that's his handle on Instagram, or you can go to the website, which is dnesthetics.de, but use the link that's in the show notes because the link in the show notes is going to take you to the English website, not the German website, unless you happen to be bilingual. And that's it. If you're looking to connect with me, then you know that you can find me um, on my website, natnidham.com. That's where you can also learn about my new community on Mighty Networks called the BSP Community. And that's where I do tons of live Q&As, bring in experts, do N of one experiments. It's a very vibrant community, a lot smaller than the big, big Facebook group, which of course is still around. So if you're a Facebook person, you can go to the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group on Facebook. But if you're looking to have a little bit more one-on-one time, Time or, you know, many on one one time, but more personal time with me, then Mighty Networks is the place to go. So I totally appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being here. If you love this podcast and or this episode, number one, please leave us a review because that's what allows us to get seen by more people. Number two, if there's anybody in your universe who you think would benefit from this episode, share it with them. Get the word out. This again is how we get seen and reach more people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for being here. I totally appreciate you guys. Hey folks, quick note from our sponsor about being a working professional, which they recognize is not for the faint of heart. And if you're not careful, the stress can start to really take a toll on your body, not only draining you of vital energy, but making you magnesium deficient. And this deficiency can lead to higher levels of anxiety, irritability, trouble sleeping, and low energy. It can even contribute to muscle cramps. And this is why I recommend that you supplement with magnesium every single day. You can experience a number of positive health benefits just from getting enough magnesium, including better sleep, more energy, less irritability, even fewer migraines. And that's why I personally use and recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only magnesium supplement that includes all seven forms of magnesium in one bottle. So to get an exclusive offer just for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash bionat. And now let's get back to the episode. 
Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Dr. Dom, it is a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for making time in your busy schedule to talk with me. Thank you ever so much, Natalie, for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah, we met in Florida at another event we were both at in August. And one of those things where you have conversations with people and I'm like, you need to be on the podcast. We need to talk about this stuff. So I'm really excited for this conversation because I think that, you know, the connection between the mouth, dental, oral health and the rest of the body People kind of have heard little snippets about it here and there, but very often don't have enough information and getting getting that kind of information from someone like you who is a specialist in that area, but has gone beyond, you know, dentistry and moved into this other space that is longevity and biohacking and how the oral universe really impacts health and longevity, I think is a topic that doesn't get talked about enough. So I'm looking forward to this. Thank you. Yeah, true. True. So that's what we need to share here. So, so just out of curiosity, what got you interested in this? Like you, did you, did you always know that you were going to go beyond traditional dentistry or what, how long were you a, you know, a conventional dentist before all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, there's something else happening here. Like what tipped you off? Actually, it already started in university, so I, I, I didn't, uh, didn't want to become a dentist in the first place anyways, I just studied it because it felt like a good thing to do and I had no other ideas before, I just wanted to become a skateboard professional, that's it. So <laughs> working didn't resonate with me a lot. Um, but after, after that, so the university, I, I just thought, okay, I'm very good with my hands. I'm very artistic. I can do fine things. Might, might work. My dad is a dentist too. But actually, this was the point where I always said, okay, I'm not going to be like you, dad, because you're only working. That can be fun. So still did it. And I was very good with the hands. But in university, I was just missing something. I didn't know what it was. But straight after university, when you are um, having to do an assistancy or residency for two years, I did it as a surgeon because I still I wanted to learn surgery right from the start, oral surgery. And he was an amazing surgeon, but dental-wise, conventional dentistry, he was very old school. So he would still place amalgam fillings. And I learned amalgam fillings in university, but I, I also obviously learned composites and more aesthetically pleasing things. So I told him, I'm sorry, I cannot do amalgam fillings. I think they're just ugly. And in the back of my head, I knew that my dad wasn't doing amalgam fillings for, for 20 years already, but I didn't know why yet. So I had to find it. I had to research it because my, my boss said, okay, this crazy young dude just tells me what to do. So I opened up YouTube and, and the internet 20 years ago and, or 15 years ago, and I found heavy metals, detoxification, Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt, Joachim Mutter, amazing doctors talking about heavy metal, metal intoxication connected to amalgam fillings and all these things. And what, because I was already optimizing my health parallels university because of own health issues, it clicked, it connected. It was totally fitting to all the nutritional science, all the biochemistry, all the supplements, because it's basically functional medicine. So finally, this universe opened for me, and I realized, oh, wow, I was missing the part that I can help patients and not just repair them, which is a nice craftsman thing, but 
the missing part was I, my, my calling was to help people. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I never was really a conventional dentist. Obviously, I learned the conventional dentistry skills, the high-tech dentistry. And, but I had in mind that we need to have something like an overall 360-dimensional clinical center at one point to help people and because of my research. So, yeah, I kind of like got addicted to the whole field of functional medicine and all these things because of my own issues and then helping patients. And I tried that from the first beginning. I would remove amalgam fillings. The, the day I knew it, that it's toxic, I would remove them under special because I would recommend all my patients to remove the amalgam fillings. I would set them on nutritional protocols, give them the right nutrients, everything I learned from there already and learned from Dietrich Klinghardt and had amazing results with patients overall, besides yeah. the aesthetic side and repair. That was good too. But also there was a lot of uh, things happened that I didn't know what to do with, where I was like not trained for, like in conventional dentistry, you just trained, which is not bad. You train to drill, fill and Bill is what they say, but you basically Real fill and yeah. bill. Nice. And that's, it, that's what the general people think about dentists. Yeah. Oh, it's just a dentist. He doesn't know about health. That's how we are trained. And it's just different. So um, in conventional dentistry, you repair. Why mm -hmm. want to have teeth for biting and maybe for the looks and obviously for acute pain treatments. And yeah. And this really didn't, didn't cut it. But if you like start to detox people or help them, you obviously see a variety of symptoms approaching that you're not trained to. So I remember myself 15 years ago sitting in that chair. My boss told me, dude, what you did over the weekend with this detoxification, this patient was in the clinic, it, they puked, please leave that stuff. Don't do it anymore. And I was like, as a young doctor, not knowing so much, it's like, oh shit, doesn't feel good. But I had this call and I was really thinking, oh, why do I not just drill a hole again and do a mm -hmm. crown? But I had this calling. I mean, it's like, no, I'm going to find out why that is. I'm going to learn all these things. I'm really going to help many people and start teaching this to the regular dentist. took me quite a while, actually, to realize that the dental part is a huge missing piece and that it was good that I studied dentistry. Mm -hmm. Within that five years or more years, I was training neural therapy, injection techniques. Really, I did the whole functional medicine course. I, I became a naturopathic doctor on top of it. So I thought I'm going to be a functional medicine practitioner or more like a consultant. Yeah. When I realized through various patients, when I did the whole approach, like the whole health starts in the mouth approach by taking care of not just metals, but all the other health killers, that they had immediate healing. And I was mm -hmm. like, that wasn't possible with the nutrition. That They were already optimized. They did everything. They were the nutrition, the bio, what do you call nowadays biohacking? They did everything but they were still not superhuman. I took out one root canal tooth and overnight they could finally sleep. They didn't puke anymore. The chronic elbow pain was gone. Wow. And I was like, wow, I missed this part because I was so focused on all the other things in optimizing, but realizing the 80% that they can do in themselves, plus the part that is holding them back epigenetically, big time, 24 seven in their mouth, then it's 100%. And it's fast track and warp speed healing. Because if you combine it now, you really are going to be a health optimization expert, but just starting from the mouth. And this is why the, the biological dentistry concept is the overlap of high-tech dentistry. We still need that, unfortunately, to repair with mm -hmm. functional medicine, whole body health, and let's say health optimization slash biohacking, which is kind of like the same thing. And the goal is obviously optimal health. 
Mm-hmm. We start in the mouth. So you could talk about testosterone optimization, like everybody does, but I can bring in the angle why the mouth and the oral piece could be holding you back, even though you do everything you can, including peptides, including HRT, but you're still not superhuman because this is the part nobody talks about. Yeah. And the oral, like you said at the beginning, like the, or when we talked before, the oral, um, the oral health or the, the oral cavity is kind of like a microcosm in this big cosm. You can see, you can see this, you can see the whole ecosystem with one glance in your mouth. But obviously, you need to be trained a little bit more specifically. Like on top of the high-tech dentistry, you need software updates as a conventional dentist or traditional. We have to fill in traditional knowledge gaps that a lot of the other health coaches already know. That's why with, with us, nutrition plays a huge role. I have our own food design concept, micronutrients, everything you learn, like even grounding, earthing, whatever you can do to help your body heal. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's all about epigenetics. Genetics maybe loads the gun, but you know, epigenetics pulls the trigger. Imagine you had dental work done. What is the most unnatural in your body? Metal in your mouth, a root canal to your tooth or any sort of cavitation. This is ongoing stress 24 seven. And you as a patient or as a client or whatever, you cannot biohack your way around it. It's just not possible. So what we do is we have this to have to turn the clock back so that we make your, your mouth again like it's natural, like you came out of your mom. And the rest is what your body needs to heal. Okay, so let's dive into some of the different elements of oral health like that really are connected to our systemic health, right? So things like the oral microbiome or gum health, or you mentioned cavitations a minute ago. So this whole issue of root canals and how people just have these festering kind of pockets of bacteria buried deep in their jaw that is ultimately driving, you know, inflammation and immune, like, I don't, I don't actually even know the specifics about it, but I know that cavitations are a massive issue. So, you know, so that you basically, I think there's four things and I might be missing one. So one obviously is the removing the metals. And I guess what your patients were going through were Herc's reactions from the detoxification when, if you're not able to kind of prepare them for that and even help them through it. So we've got the removal of metals. We've got gum health, which can be a massive issue. We've got the, 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 the root canals. And then we've got this oral microbiome, which again, like this is something that people are just really starting to kind of get their heads around. So I, you can pick any order that you want, but maybe we can touch on the specifics of what people should be thinking about and what are the signs they should be looking for that says there's something going on here that they need to dig into yeah maybe let's start with a question for the audience you can just stand up if you see or hear it i'll think you stood up so on the health optimization summit we talked about i gave a speech and this was an audience of 2000 already optimized people yeah in the 500 people in the audience and i was asking three 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 specific questions first one have you ever had any metal in your mouth? Mm-hmm. 33% of the room stood up. Stand up, please. Second question, who had a root canal? 66% of the room stood up. 66, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Like it's almost two thirds is now standing up. And my final question was, who had their wisdom teeth removed? Imagine the <laughs> whole audience stood up. 500 people standing up. Now it comes. They are standing up. 
those are the three health killers that are the the biggest enemy to optimal health you don't even know about. That's the problem. So they already know everything. They might even have a machine for 15,000 euros at home to mm-hmm. vaporize anything in their nose or yeah. inject peptides without any end or take supplements a lot on a daily basis, but they haven't figured out that maybe the mouth is holding, the mouth is holding them back underneath because it's all chronic inflammation, chronic infection, toxicity. And like you said, in my opinion, you, everybody talks about gut health. And where does your gut start? Right there. Yeah. Actually, actually, it's the tube that starts from your mouth to the back door. Yeah. And obviously, the mouth is the entrance to your, all, to your whole system. And you have an amazing immune system in there. And it's actually the most diversified microbiome in the whole body. It's like tenfold or four to tenfold than the one in your colon we always talk about. Really? So, yeah, why? Because you put stuff into your mouth. As a baby, you like basically stuff anything in your mouth for three years to build your immune system. So you have an amazing immune system. It's also part of your digestion. Your oral microbiome comes first, and because of the saliva production, you swallow tons of it, which then further uh, goes into your, into your stomach. So imagine you have a beautiful, healthy oral microbiome. You've grown all naturally. You've never seen a dentist, and you were breastfed your oral microbiome will be all natural and now compare it to somebody who had metals in their mouth or has metals in their mouth, root canals and cavitations. This microbiome, it couldn't be more dysbiotic. As soon as you have heavy metals in your mouth or have have had them, candida and other fungi will grow, especially mold in the US is big. I don't know about Canada. So we have dysbiosis and this obviously will go down. You get inflammation. Your gingiva or your gum health will be different. So in a natural, healthy body, you have pink aesthetics and your gum is like outside gum. There's no sign of uh, outside uh, tissue. There's no sign of inflammation, no bleeding. But Mm -hmm. as soon as you have any metals or root canals installed, you probably have a little bit of a pinkish, bluish, reddish, always bleeding gum. You You heard about leaky gut, but this is called leaky gum. It's exactly the same thing. But the entrance is already in your mouth. And this is why they find oral pathogens like porphyronas, gingivitis in your hip joints. Because you have an opening there every single day. Nobody looks there. You try to optimize your gut. You take probiotics. You do everything. It doesn't work. Why? Because at the entrance, it's still nasty. And there's still lots of chaos that we need to fix first. So metals will always cause chronic inflammation, will always be a toxin issue, will always stress your immune system. The same as for canals. So we can go now into the specific, but it, for me it was important that if you guys out there, and, and Natalie told me that the audience is already very much um, advanced when it comes to overall health optimization, you probably already know about nutrition, you probably know about peptides, you probably know about supplements, and all the other things we're talking biohacking or health optimization. But if you don't feel like a superhuman yet, then it might, might be the time to have a look from a biological perspective into your mouth. Is there something holding you back, a splinter that needs to be taken out so that your body and your autonomic nervous system and your immune system can finally relax and get out of fight and flight 24-7? Wow. So big. All so right. if you want, we can go health killer by health killer. And health killer is obviously an exclamation mark. Yeah. Just say because people don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is huge. Let's start with the first one, which I guess it starts with the microbiome, right? I mean, how do we correct? Like, can you take a probiotic? Is there a mouthwash? Or maybe 
you have to start with the gums because that's going to inform the market. Like, I mean, it's a big chicken out of the egg thing, right? Because one thing is contributing to the other one. So you can say like this, your microbiome, if you're eating all natural and you have never had any dental work done, it's probably beautiful. Okay, so, well, that would be nobody. So let's go to the people. <laughs> probably nobody. Or not, many, or not many people, let's just say. It should be like it, but in the Western world, actually not that many, unfortunately. So we go with the second option. You had previous dental work done. That means... Your oral microbiome is not natural. Why? Because you have unnatural things installed into it. And therefore, number one is obviously knowing about the health killers. So they are not in a specific order. So they're all the same problematic for your immune system, chronic stressor. Let's just say we start with metals. Mm -hmm. Metals in general are used in conventional dentistry to do one thing, repair a hole in your tooth or bigger part that is defect with a gold crown, or even if you had lost the tooth, replace a titanium implant, which, right. is, a, which is a metal root and replacing a missing teeth. So in conventional dentistry, we use a ton of different alloys, so to speak. They can be precious metals or non-precious metals or even very toxic metals that causes stress in your body because you now have them in your mouth and actually your mouth is part of your body. It's actually the entrance. Mm -hmm. So let's go with the silver amalgam filling. The silver amalgam filling is still subsidized by the insurance companies in, in Europe and also the same in the US. I don't know about Canada, but probably two. Probably the same for sure. They were, they were actually marketed as silver fillings until 2018 because they, in comparison to the gold crown, Mm -hmm. Silver is okay too. It has nothing to do with silver at all. It's 50% mercury. Mm -hmm. And now after 2018, they have to call them mercury amalgam fillings because that's what they are. They are a mix out of 50% mercury and other toxic metals or other heavy metals that are not functional in your body. They're not, they're not supposed to be in your body. At all. And now, yeah. and now you understand, mercury is the, is the most toxic non-radioactive element known to man. So it's actually the third toxic, most toxic element known to man. There's only plutonium and uranium above it. That's so, incredible. And that's, and that's what they picked. <laughs> that's what they pick. That's what they put into your mouth. And this is intoxicating you on a daily basis, obviously in micrograms, so millions part of a gram, but the mercury vapor, only one molecule of mercury kills your nerve tubuli. As everybody knows. And it goes, it goes directly into your cell, into your nucleus. And the only way possible is to die like cells that die. But also this mercury vapor gets oxidized in fatty tissue or in your, or in your connective tissue by catalases. And then the half-life in your body is 16 to 32 years, depending on your individual detoxification genetics. So it's really insane. And I thought 20 or 15 years ago, okay, I have to remove this as highly toxic waste. It's super toxic. I'm not able to put this into the mouth of my patients. Obviously, I'm going to tell them to remove it. But here comes the kicker. Removing it, obviously, is, the, is a, a, a double-edged saw. Right. Because Why? you're destabilizing it. Yeah. When you remove it not correctly, you will drill out, like the regular dentist will just drill it out. And therefore, you mobilize way more toxins than you would ever by just leaving it in place. I didn't do that. I actually used all the precautions for my patients, but I missed one big thing. I didn't take care of me. So oh, I was no. I was drilling it out and 
and I would just uh, intoxicate myself big time by just uh, all the fumes because I was doing, I was removing all the amalgam fillings of this clinic and there were a lot of them. Oh so no. I was healing the whole clinic while at the same time intoxicating me as the dentist big time. And therefore, at one point I was so high on heavy metals, um, I really had to get rid of it. And this is the problem. Dentists intoxicate themselves on a daily basis, 24-7, like all the time. And But I saw a lot of chronic health issues from patients that had their amalgam, they, they did, they, they meant well, they wanted their amalgam removed because of the stuff I just told you about, but they did it wrong. And afterwards they had all their chronic health issues, the MS right. stuff, the ALS stuff. So it's really critical. I'm just informing you guys out there. Don't freak out. Just use it as information, but then come up with a strategy to find someone who is skilled to remove all these metals safely. And there's a checklist in my Instagram. I can also send it to you. I yeah. can also talk about what are the precautions if you're interested in. Sure. Well, I know I when I had my amalgams removed, they gave me something to drink. There was like this massive dental dam. They had a, a contraption that that sucked up the fumes. Like the dentist himself was like yeah. in a hazmat suit and the assistant and like, it was, it was really kind of impressive. And I think they gave me, I can't remember if it was, it was chlorella or spirulina. Yeah. Like it was one of those, basically a binder to, yeah. to remove this, to remove the metals. Um, it's, it's, it's quite an impressive process when you go yes. through it. Yes. Um, Exactly right. So you, you probably went to the right one. And luckily in the US, there are a few people that are certified by the IAOMT. It's um, a body out there. They do SMART, certified dentist. SMART stands for Safe Metal Amalgam Removal Technique, S-M-I-R-T. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard about them, so we came up with our, well, our own things in, in training. But basically what you need is a few things that are mandatory, like the, the dental dam. But a dental dam doesn't protect you from the food, from the vapor, from the fumes. No, yeah them just protects you so that you don't swallow the stuff mm-hmm. for the fumes you have like a big suction that's an air filler that's called an iq air system then you have another special suction on your tooth we also have a nasal probe with air in it and yeah, i think i had a cannula in too yeah. yeah cannula and then when we remove the amalgam filling we kind of break it out if it's a tiny one we have to drill it but if it's a bigger one we just break it out so we don't even produce foam and then when it's empty, we place chlorella paste into the tooth for about a few minutes to bind the leftover mercury particles from the dentin and then save it up. We also run our yeast right next to it and always prepare our patients up front for the four weeks or two weeks with the right nutrition and supplementation protocols and tons of binders. But the IV is mainly there to modulate your immune system so you don't get allergic from it. And therefore, we, we plan removing the metals. I, we can go about how we do it later but mm-hmm. just uh, that you know it's really straightforward because we always plan the whole mouth metal free no titanium implants no any sort of metal no root canals and replace them with ceramic implants no cavitations kind of like a 360 health starts in your mouth concept in order to do so because people fly in from all, all over the world we have to make sure that it's prepared because i don't want to catch you in hibernation mode i want to have you fully boosted so that you really heal and when you see us for a health optimization week then we do everything all in one. Like if you, for example, had a root canal here, I will take that out, clean everything, use the ozone, peptide, whatever you, you want to know, and then place a ceramic implant to just stabilize it. But so, ceramic, so ceramic is the op- option to titanium? 
yes, titanium is another metal. So metal has tox toxicity problems. We already talked about the mercury. That's toxic. You yeah. can also become allergic to it. So that's a double whammy. Then you, whenever you come, you fume out mercury, your immune system will kick in with any sort of reaction. Sure. It could be immediate or long term. Then always, it's an inflammatory product. So any metal, even gold or palladium or nickel or all the other alloys, will be putting your immune system on stress. Especially titanium, you can become sensitive. It's called titanium. Um, not allergies, titanium sensitivity or sensibility, you can have that tested. But even if you're not having any problems with toxins, which I doubt, all your immune system is so fine, it can tolerate everything. The third component for metals is always, it is an antenna. We are living in a world mm. full of EMF, 3G, 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi. This is going to amplify every um, electromagnetic frequency that comes onto you. So, and therefore, if you understand that your body is actually electric, it's kind of like a battery yeah. in itself, you will totally wreck, wreck havoc with your whole nervous system. So your body electric will change. And there are people becoming more and more electro hypersensitivity. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because of it, there's also studies showing if you have a phone call, it's from 2008, if you have a phone call with your cell phone, and usually the, the waves go from the tower to the phone and back. If you have any sort of metal, especially amalgam, you fumes double or even more. If you no have a kidding. if you have a titanium implant in your in your jaw, what happens if you have a phone call? It heats up about four degrees with 5G. That means the whole bone around it just melts and builds another cavitation. So really nasty stuff we're seeing on a daily basis. So metals, toxicity, immune system, and antenna. So in my opinion, there should be no metal in your body. And at this point of time, it was different 30 years ago, but we don't, have, we didn't have um, cell phone towers every two meters. Mm. So what do you, I mean, this is completely off topic, but what do you say to someone who's had like a hip replacement who has a metal hip? That's a, I mean, this is completely off topic, but have you thought about that at all? Like, sure, I have a lot of patients. Um, so obviously, the removal of metals from your teeth and, and even titanium implants from your jawbone, just from a surgical perspective, in comparison to a huge hip joint, is like a minimal invasive procedure. So what I would do with somebody who has a hip joint, I would not tell him remove it unless I know that he's super allergic to it and he suffers from chronic health issues. Then he might need to, because otherwise it costs his health. Uh, but it's I, what I would do. I would work on the eighty percent to make to make sure that my house is like shielded, to have all the antioxidants, to be on binders on a daily basis, to basically have all the other things 100% in order to make sure that your immune system, your nervous system, and your, your system is compensating as much as possible. So make everything as natural as possible and then compensate this one unnatural thing. And I believe you might be good and it's not as invasive as doing a surgery, but there are people that need to replace it, unfortunately. And, and what is the option in a hip? Can they do a ceramic hip? I think partially at least. Yeah. So if, if you have seen like metallosis in your jaw, in your hip, like have you seen that? How a hip, sometimes they have to replace it and you see like mostly, can you imagine how it is? You have this bone from your, from your, um, what is that? The femur. The femur and on top you have this round thing. I don't know the English word right now. And this is yeah. mostly replaced with the, with the metal one. Yeah. The metal one then gets screwed into the femur and the femur gets like totally blackish and full of the metals that leach out on a daily basis. So it's not stable. 
it will leach. Same thing happens here. So whatever you put into anywhere in your body, you will make sure it's not, it will not stay local. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. So your mouth and your teeth are an extension of your brain. They are like your eyes. Yes. Showing whatever you put in your mouth or in your teeth, root canals, metals, whatever, they get transported through the axonal transport in your ganglia, into your pituitary, hypothalamus. And then from there on with the nervous, with the vagal nerve into your whole nervous system. And yeah, that's it crazy. Travels. It's really insane. And nobody, nobody understands. Yeah, but it's just So let's long. now talk about the, um, the root canals. So what, what's the option on the root canals? Because, you know, every, as you say, I mean, I'm fortunately touch wood. I've never had to have one of those. But, but what are the options? What, what do people do if they get told you need a root canal? So what's... Yes. What, what so do you first do? of all, like you said, you said touch of wood. Luckily, I had never had one. So if you're natural, living naturally and your lifestyle is fit, your teeth are hard as stone. You would never need a root canal in the first place. So then you needed a root canal. You basically ruined it as out there because of your. It's an outcome of the wrong, um, unnatural lifestyle and right. nutrition. So you had a big uh, had a big cavity and went into, it straight into your root, and you have massive pain. Mm-hmm. obviously you need a root canal right now because otherwise the pain is just unbearable. So this is what a root canal is initially designed for. It's an initial acute pain treatment. Mm-hmm. But over the last 100 years, it became one of the biggest professions in dentistry to become specialists in this treatment. So root canal gets prescribed a lot more often nowadays because it's just also something um, that we just do as dentists and don't even think about it. So first of all, try to avoid root canals by having a good life center. If you already had one, a root canal comes with a few challenges. Again, always have to see you now have a dead organ. Like the tooth usually has a blood supply. It has a limb supply. It has a nervous system in the pulp. The pulp is the the part that you take out from a root canal, clean it, shave it, and put some plastics or other things in it and conserve the tooth for biting. This is what my dental colleagues will say. It works. And yes, colleagues, it works for biting for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but most likely by compromising something when it comes to optimal health, because your immune system now has to tolerate something unnatural. And the root canal, if you look at it from a microscopic point of view, is not just big ca- two big channels or three big channels or one big channel. There's tiny microtubulins called dentin. And if you add in the dentin tubules, from just one root, it's about one kilometer of length, so it's probably 0.6 miles. Wow. Where it's a perfect cave for all the anaerobic bacteria that anyways live with you. And they will then, anaerobic bacteria, they're not bad by themselves, but now they have a cave mm-hmm. there without being protected by the immune system. Because a, a regular healthy tooth, if there's a bacteria coming in, there's an immune system in the pulp connect and, and protecting. It's not there anymore. So they can now live and strive and eat stuff there. They obviously produce their byproducts. These byproducts are highly toxic sulfur component, uh, compounds like metab- toxic metabolites. They are called, you don't have to remember everything, but they're called thyroethers and mercaptanes. In high dosage, they're very toxic. And they can be used to kill people. And obviously you gas them out now on a daily basis in microdose. Again, another toxin to be detoxified on a daily basis. You can also again become allergic to it. So immune system toxicology. And third, if you have an immune system, a good one, it, it will always produce a chronic inflammation. Why? Because you want to capture it. So a lot of people, if you look at a root canal three-dimensionally, have something at the tip. 
most likely a cyst or any sort of inflammation to keep this thing in check because mm. the body doesn't want these bacteria. So it's trying to encapsulate it basically yeah. to, to isolate it. Yeah, to isolate it. All the other versions. So this is a protection mechanism of your immune system. The other version is if it doesn't isolate it, if you don't see it, it will um, it will it will make it ankylotic. That means it, your body produces more hard bone around it and kind mm. of melts and kind of melts the tooth together with the bone, which is actually worse because then your body sees this already as outside body mm -hmm. protection, but it. It kind of kills the, the nerve flow and all the um, stuff there. So it's called ankylotic. The two things, building a wall or building a net. The net would be the, the cyst. The yeah. Cyst is kind of like, let's say, super dense connective tissue, which then contains all these various toxins. And on, on third, it's a dead organ. That means it will rot over time. And therefore, it stinks like hell and it looks nasty and it produces um, things, cadaverings that should be belong below the earth. And it would never happen in nature. In nature, if their tooth breaks off, then you get an acute inflammation and your body just produces an abscess and just flushes out that tooth and then you heal. But we are able as dentists to reverse engineer that abscess and make it inacute by using cortisone, uh, cortisone and various other things to clean it. It's, a, it's the hell out of a procedure to make root canals. Ask anybody in the audience, they will tell you root canal is insane pain. Mm. Yeah. But um, so as a temporary, it's fine. But the solution we do is um, we plan ahead that we will re replace the root canal straight away. So I don't want to take out the tooth like a regular dentist does and then let it heal. I want to take out the tooth, clean everything and put a ceramic implant, not a titanium one, ceramic implant in the socket straight away to, compens uh, to basically stabilize the whole anatomy. Ceramic implant is just a tool, but I'm lucky. I'm happy that we can repair people with it. It is neutral, so you can never have any electromagnetic problems with it. It's totally mm -hmm. neutral. And the good thing is zirconia, which is used as a ceramic, is a healing stone, and it only integrates into your body when your body is able to build bone and tissue. Therefore, it's important to be prepared to be anabolic to build, because otherwise it just doesn't grow in a titanium implant. You kind of can throw into your bone, it will osseointegrate, but never really because it's just an ongoing chronic inflammation holding this implant there. So I'm happy that it's existing and I'm also happy that I can remove and place that at the same time because if you just take out a tooth, then you have this socket. Mm -hmm. so what happens if you don't place anything in there, the socket collapses. Yeah. Which is called, it's called alveolar um, atro atrophy. Atrophy, yeah. Atrophy. Alveolar, I don't know how to say it in English. Alveolar, alveolar, probably atrophy. Yeah. That just basically collapses. If you have something in there, a neutral piece, and your body's able to heal, it stabilizes it. And this is my specialty in when it comes to dentistry. I'm a ceramic implant specialist, and I have placed over 5,000 pieces so far. So I'm one of the leaders there and the vice president of the International Society. Luckily, luckily I did that. Because now dentists, conventional dentists are listening to the other things that are way more important. Your lifestyle, your nutrition, everything. Because the future of dentistry should be, and then no worries, dentists out there. It will take a while. But we basically have to take ourselves out of business. Because yeah. if, we start, if we start young and teach parents and the kids how to have a lifestyle that supports strong and healthy teeth, you will never have a hole in the first place. You mm -hmm. will never be drilled by a dentist. You will never need a filling. 
you will have a huge jaw and enough space in your wisdom teeth so you never have to extract the tooth and build cavitations, which you didn't talk about yet. Mm -hmm. in the first so never have any uh, fillings, never need a root canal, have teeth hard as stone, have beautiful gums, because that's how nature designed it. That's it. If you're a listener of this podcast, you're probably actively looking for ways to maximize your daily regimens and protocols. And if you haven't yet added nitric oxide to your daily wellness routine, you've got to stop and listen to the rest of this message. Throughout your body, there are over 60,000 miles of blood vessels. Nitric oxide is responsible for circulating blood to all those vessels through vasodilation. But as we age, we make less nitric oxide naturally, circulation becomes less efficient, meaning the blood carrying critical oxygen, glucose, and nutrients just gives isn't getting to all those miles. Berkeley Life is my go-to supplement for supporting nitric oxide levels in myself, my family, and my clients. Their daily supplement provides a powerful and precise dose of dietary nitrates, the building blocks of nitric oxide, for your body to make its own nitric oxide throughout the day. I've noticed such a difference in my energy levels, my stamina, and my recovery time. The more I learn about nitric oxide's role in the body, including its impact on oxidative stress levels and proper hormone balance, the more I encourage all my listeners and clients to incorporate it into their regimens. You can access Berkeley Life's nitric oxide support supplements by going to berkeleylife.com and using practitioner code NIDDBL to place your order when you register and check out. You will also save 10% off your first order. Once again, berkeleylife.com, practitioner code NIDDBL. And now let's get back to the show. On the wisdom tooth front, the, the, the fact that, I mean, my understanding, and maybe it's flawed, is that jaws are getting smaller and so there's not as much space for, for the teeth. So if that's true, there's not much we can do about it. Like, I mean, from an evolutionary perspective, if we... I don't know what the rebalancing is that needs to happen so that babies' jaws don't don't keep that. shrinking. Like, and I'm guessing you have a, you have an answer for that. But so, what yeah. is it that people should be doing? Yes, I have an answer for it. So, I, obviously, if you're already like grown grown up, the how much you can do about it? Yeah, ship has sailed. But that's why I said for, I'm a dad, and so for all the parents out there, we have the chance to do this for our kids or future babies because. Nature has it right. So we just have to see what are we doing from the beginning when we go to Earth. So the trick will be to start breastfeeding again, to mm -hmm. eat the right nutrients. Because obviously we are in a we are living in a D, let's say D evolution, if you say, or like our health span declines, D evolution, we, we grow too narrow, we don't have space for our wisdom teeth anymore. So that's really degeneration. Mm -hmm. We are going away from our Neanderthalitic um, ancestors, which had actually sometimes even 3060s. And we don't even have space for 32 anymore in the Western world. In the Western yeah. world. Yeah. We reverse engineer that. This is how we have, why we have to start early and start with your lifestyle and nutrition. And Western Price showed this already 100 years ago. Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to... So breastfeeding is what prepares us. Actually, it starts in the womb. But... Therefore, the, the mom should prepare for pregnancy to build and really have enough tissue. But then, um, how can we build jaws that are wide and stable? So nowadays, we get soft. We are too convenient. We are really, we got comfortable. Mm -hmm. Even our teeth are getting soft. You know, cavities is the number one chronic disease worldwide with an incidence over 90%. Insane, right? Yeah. And we can totally change that. And 
but we have to start living like we are supposed to. We have to start chew hard foods again and take a little bit of an endeavor to get the stuff. So breastfeeding, for example, is the start of everything. Why? Because if you breastfeed, your jaw needs the pulling on the breast or the sucking on the breast is a, a pulling forward movement for your lower jaw. Mm -hmm. So it, you need strength about 10 to 12 times more strength than if you would feed on a baby bottle. Yeah, that makes sense. To get the jaw forward and you should breastfeed at least 18 months, better even longer if you can. And don't get me wrong, I know a lot of women out there are not able to do so. Sorry about that, then we have to do it differently. But if you can, please do and make sure that you are clean before, healthy before because everything transfers. Then also at the same time, while you suck on the, on the breast, you have to breathe through your nose. So you train nose breathing and by breathing through your nose, your whole upper jaw grows too your palate widens. Interesting. So you already and when you so you already have all your teeth but develop actually as a food I think when you're in the womb already in week 10 or week 11 it's already there. Mm -hmm. And your the new teeth the dental buds for your new teeth wisdom teeth they are also already almost finished when you come, come out of the world. So first is a set of baby teeth. Yeah. They have already wide space. And then if you continue feeding the right nutrients, that's why I teach thinking in nutrients in my food design concept, and don't eat the 90s pantries with all the, the sickeners, then you grow and you chew and you, you chew hard, hard stuff. You, you basically feed your body with the right nutrients to build this house big and wide. It can happen that it will jump one generation because I had braces twice. I'm not sure if my wife had braces. I'm not sure if my boys make it, mm -hmm. but for now it looks great. And um, we started at the beginning and she was luckily able to breastfeed a long time. Yeah. And so this is initial step. But then it's what do you eat after on a daily basis that supports you with the right nutrients that build a jaw wide for all these teeth, also support your nose breathing. And then it's just what nature intended. Same for your post, for your, for your scoliosis or your straight spine. And this is why I referred to Western Price before. You yeah. You know about Western Price. Yeah. Western Price was a biological dentist and a very good one. And he was also an explorer and, and let's say a an adventurer mm -hmm. who was interested in, in the physical growth or degeneration of people and what they're eating and their nutrition. So he traveled the world more than 100 years ago. So that was probably an intense um, adventure to go. So he went to the Aborigines, he went to Africa. He basically does stuff that the liver king does today. And that's what he did already, like um, 100 years ago. And then he realized, and he wanted to see, okay, if people eat ancestrally, like, mm -hmm. with their nature, what's, what's, what happens with their growth, body and face and teeth, and what is with, with the same um, that already had access to the industrialized food that started, like yeah. dairy, sugars, refined, uh, refined oils and refined flour and all the processed carbs. And it's insane if you see these pictures. Like yeah. beautiful, beautiful grown teeth, everything in line, beautiful faces. Even everything. the facial structures were, was different. It was really quite some, the pictures are quite impressive. Why? But then if you see their relatives or their, their children that had contact with, like, or even Native Americans, contact with, let's say, flour or sugar and all these things. Yeah. They like little monsters, crooked teeth, cavities, gum inflammation, leaky gum. Um, 
mouse breathing and just basically they look like our teenagers in the western world nowadays so it feels like nobody has caught up here and for me it was just normal i knew at one point i need braces even my dad is a dentist i need braces i will need to be also one in school that has their wisdom teeth removed i just knew that's normal because that's normal it's yeah. kind of like okay in school yes of course you need your wisdom teeth removed of course you uh, excuse for a week because you will have cheeks swollen like this and look like Rocky Balboa for a week. No, it's, it's, it's normal, but it's really unnatural. And mm -hmm. this is something we should change altogether and talk about it. Because if you start young and invest young in optimal health, your body just grows how nature has intended. Yeah. And therefore, you wouldn't need to make it. Like you said, with being a, a knock on wood because I have good teeth. You can design to have good teeth because nature didn't design the weak teeth. Yeah. Celiac disease. Cavities, tooth cavities, and celiac disease are one on one correlated. So if you have celiac disease, you have mushy teeth, like very soft teeth. Why is that? Because celiac disease is basically an extreme leaky gut, an extreme inflammation. You basically cannot uptake your minerals because of yeah. the inflammation. And then your your teeth, which are a depot for minerals, are just mushy and soft, soft yeah. teeth. So, but what about people with non-celiac gluten hypersensitivity? Like almost everybody. They also have the same problem because all the grains chelate your minerals and you don't have it for building teeth. And same with the, all, all the insulin. So it's really important. And vitamin D3 would be another key marker if kids yeah. already have cavities. D3 and cavities. D3, K2, obviously, and, and magnesium and minerals and um, gluten intolerance. So if anybody shows me or sends me uh, pictures of people with tooth decay for baby teeth and they say I'm cleaning twice a day and then I'm always suspecting vitamin D3 deficiency and gluten intolerance I actually have one case I just gave her a five minute message on, on Instagram a, a beautiful little child with cat with her problem was chronic inflammation of the skin I think it was kind of like a psoriasis or skin yeah. So that itches everywhere. And obviously the doctors don't know what to do, but give her cortisone cream. Yeah, which is and, a nightmare. And obviously then they will start, if that doesn't work, they will give you orals and give you interferons and all these things. And this mom found me on Instagram and just texted me with a random question about, and, and I said, okay, um, what about her teeth? And she said, yeah, she has a lot of cavities. And I said, I'm just, okay, just eat this way. Just do this and take these supplements. And you can see the pictures within like six weeks. She's back to normal. I just had a. So, so what's this way? So what did you recommend to mom? I, I gave her my food design concept. I basically said, okay, you have to be hundred percent strict right now because we want to heal something. So therefore yeah. we don't want to lose health in the first place. That's step one in the food design concept. I have a child, which is a red child. Um, basically what you should not eat or avoid 100% because it costs uh, health. Yeah. Most pro-inflammatory foods, you know, gluten-containing grains or grains in general, maybe, then conventional dairy, sugar that like everybody, every dentist will tell you sugar, but also refined vegetable oil. So I told you to be 100% consequent with this. And the green child is thinking in nutrients, how much protein do we need, which carbs to eat, which fats are good for you, baby. And then let's do it. I said, go with two grams per kilogram of protein, amino mm -hmm. acids, eat easy to digest carbs that are okay, like white rice, potatoes, regular stuff that our body can use as energy source, a good health, a few good healthy fats, omega-3 fatty acids, like the daily basics are actually omega-3s and EPA, DHA from a triglyceride based source, 
and magnesium, uh, a chelated one, D3, K2 always, a little bit of vitamin C and the other fat-soluble vitamins, just super basic. Yeah. And designed it that way. And she was she needed to be 100% consecrated. You cannot do 80 in this case. You need to be 100%. No. Yeah. Why? The inflammation takes 90 days. If you would eat six days straight and then on the seventh day, okay, eat a little bit of gluten, you will never get there. Exactly. So you have to, by healing and sealing your gums, you heal and seal your gut too. So And then giving the right nutrients to build she got amazing um, health and and skin and everything was fine. And this That's is what amazing. We, this is what we use on a daily basis. This is why when you apply as a patient, you will get a set of lifestyle hacks and tips and and nutritional guidelines before you even see us. So when we know you're coming, you prepare for let's say at least four to six weeks. If you like you, probably extremely optimized. You can maybe even come in two weeks, but most people aren't. So yeah. we have to say in average, you need four to six week preparation. Then you are not in hibernation mode anymore. More. You fully boost it. Then we can do the full set of things when you come to the clinic. No metals, no root canals, no cavitations. We will use intravenous nutrition a lot. We have laser for the, for the veins. We have hyperbaric. Everything you can imagine from biohacking is in our clinic too to optimize it. I love Why? it. Because I want you to heal really, but also... I want you to get all the software updates so that you understand it's your journey, your responsibility. I'm just there to help with the whole staff in the clinic. And then obviously at the end, you also will have nice aesthetics and a beautiful look, but it's always health first, aesthetic second. The clinic is called DNA Health and Aesthetics. Therefore, you can also get access to my online course, which is onboarding you with the 80%. You know, afterwards, you know more than most dentists about the health killers, but also how to design your nutritional regimen, how to design your micronutrients, how to use the bone healing protocol that I've designed. And then when you come in and see us, we are all just there to help you even get better on your opt journey to optimal health and get as much out of it as possible. It's always body, mind, spirit, every level is included, energy. Even, you know, every trauma in your mouth also has stored unresolved trauma. So it's all been taken care of so that you know you're going to be a different person. It's, mm -hmm. I'll take out all the chronic interference, the fight and flights, and you will be, the goal is to get you from a stress, from a sympathetic nervous system, um, into finally into yin, into parasympathetic, by taking out the oral interference, plus doing all the other things. I love it. You can really heal. And then I see you again in six months, and then it's good. That's why patients come in for the last 10 years, they're flying from all over the world anyways. And it, I, it's always, it's so funny. If I have somebody who's coming from an hour away, like from Germany, I'm like, oh, wow, finally, there's somebody from Germany. A local. Yeah. A local. A, yeah. like a local from, the, from town is so rare. It's even insane that they see me as competitor here because I'm just doing the, the total opposite. Yeah, no kidding. So, so, for oh, someone, oh. so for someone who's had a root canal, what – what should they be doing? Like they need to be finding a biological dentist who's trained in, in going, like you kind of have to go back in and readdress the, that whole micro environment. Right. So what we do is that you have to work on the strategy first. So therefore when you apply as a, as a patient, it doesn't matter where you're coming from because you have to see this as your health journey, you send in your current panoramic x-ray, which is a two dimensional x-ray. Yeah. And we take the time and make your preliminary treatment plan where we draw into that picture and tell you exactly, okay, here's a root canal. We will replace it with a ceramic implant. 
There's a cavitation, there's some metals, and this is the final outcome. Here are video clips to look, and this is how it made the, uh, the price um, estimate, and this is what we need to do. So you know exactly. The problem is I have not too many dentists trained all over the world yet that I'm comfortable that they know the full approach. I have a couple of, uh, of them that I think, okay, the high-tech dentistry part is at least covered. But look into somebody, if you decide to take out a root canal, whatever, and there is any dentist who can place a ceramic implant, this is, again, the best option. Never do any titanium implant. Then okay. Please leave the root canal because it makes no sense to invest any cent in a titanium counterpart because it's the same inflammation, TNF-alpha, interleukin-6, ongoing chronic cytokine inflammation. And on top, it's another metal, which is an antenna. So don't do yeah. any titanium yeah. implant. If you have titanium implants, I'll take it out and place a ceramic implant straight away. That's the specialty. So obviously not everybody can come see us, or but that's therefore I'm working on um, training. But it takes time because there's a lot of knowledge involved. And also I need to be sure that it's certified and that I have seen and experienced their clinical approaches and know, okay, if I send you there, I have a good feeling in my heart that this is going to help you on a journey. Because right. And so do you have any dentists worldwide right now that are anybody in North America who you would send people to? Do you, are you creating a directory? Do you have a course? Like, <laughs> Yes. Um, so for, so I did give a lot of weekend uh, courses and we have a curriculum that it's in, in Europe, but because there are many, many dentists, uh, luckily they are coming, the young and wild dentists like myself are coming now. Yeah. There are, a lot of them are asking, can you train us or can we learn it somewhat? So I'm working on um, different structures. I have an onboarding, I have a kind of like an onboarding course for the whole concept. Yeah. So that an overview. This one is existing already. Um, I maybe send you the link. It mm -hmm. is for dentists. It is for dentists. It is for patients. It is for staff. It is the all the overall view. And what we did, we did that live. Like now, it's this. I I take you with me to my home, and we have ten days where I cut out all the bullshit and explain exactly what to do. Okay, this is the part about nutrition. This is the part about dentistry. It's an, it's, the, the idea was to have a transformational journey with it. So this course yeah. is already existing. Then some, um, and then I'm, doing, I'm working on a certification program, which is combined online, virtual, and seeing me. Or sometimes if it's a bigger clinic, I even fly out and train. Mm -hmm. Like for example, in Dubai, because we need to have specific locations. But so far, in not, even North and, and South America, I'm not 100% confident with the full approach. I have a couple of um, dentists that I would say um, they have that they know about the root canals, about the cavitation. They can do this work, but combining it with the, all the other things, the health optimization part, the nutrition, which is the biggest actually. This is the leverage number one that you like because I can do a three-hour surgery, five-hour surgery, but what is the 40,000 hours until I see you again? Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is what why people or, or patients have to understand. I give my best, but you take responsibility for your life, and I'll be the I'll help you to become the architect of your health and help you with the best I can. But you also have to give and do these things. Then I'm more your coach and train you to be to get there, and then we make yourself um, young again and optimize it. So yeah. always welcome to to come see us uh, or send DMs. But I'm mm -hmm. actually working on it so that, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense that it's Well, me. you're one guy. You can only see so many people, right? I, 
I actually calculated this once and I said, okay, if I, if I would be the only guy doing this, I might be able to see 30,000 30, surgeries in my lifetime. Makes no impact at all. What well, about it does to 30,000 people, but it's not. Yeah, that's fine. But if you want to, my idea was I'm going to be, I changed the way how dentistry and medicine is done to really do a new perspective, uh, perspective to it. And therefore, if we train a thousand dentists or other healthcare practitioners, because it's also important that you know, everybody should know it about health, that mouth is a big part. Yeah. In, the course, in the course, you learn as a client, as a dentist, as a practitioner, you learn how to diagnose your mouth. You know more than every dentist. You know already, okay, wow, I see an x-ray. There's my, my root canals. You, you, you have bigger knowledge. And then you can work on a strategy and then we can work on training dentists, associates, because if we train 1,000 dentists, then we'll do 30,000 surgeries. Then it's already a lot, right? And mm -hmm. it's a million. I said it on the Health Optimization Summit. I'm going to help at least 100, uh, 1 million patients or people or even more. And this is why I love to meet and connect with like-minded people like you, Natalie, and all the other wolves out there that are spreading health because we, people are suffering. Yeah. If you type in mental health or whatever, on a daily basis, 40 million views, so they are not healthy. And even though if you do everything right correctly and you're not superhuman, now it's time to see if there's something in your mouth. So maybe I give you the link to the course that might be interesting. Sure. Maybe you can also send you one to just check it out. I would uh, love it. I'm, I'm, I would love it. I mean, I'm guessing on the nutrition front, it's more, it's like a Weston A. Price approach, which is sort of paleo-ish kind of like it's, it's focusing on, you know, the healthy proteins, like the meat, chicken, fish, the healthy fats, yeah. get your carbs from your vegetables, mostly maybe a little depends. bit of fruit. Depends, depends. So it's, it's like this in, in, in an 80, 20 approach. Yeah. Forehand, yes. It goes in, there is all sorts of things uh, included. And there's Weston A. Price, obviously, um, Paleo, Autoimmune Paleo, everything you can imagine I did for 20 years is included in there. Yeah. But when you come see us and I have more data, for example, you're wearing an aura ring. Yeah. I will know your HRV. I will know if you're sympathetic dominant. I will know if you're parasympathetic. Then I can individualize it and I can tell you, okay, keto is not for you. Yeah. Don't fast right now. Please use these strategies intelligently and then you know exactly what to do. So for example, what is your average heart rate variability? Do you know your average heart rate at night? Well, well now's not a good time to ask me because I'm just getting over something. So it's been kind of crappy, but uh, for the last three months in a row, like the last yeah, season, probably, you? you know, I was probably around 60, 70, something like that. So that means your balanced body type or mesomorph balanced body type, that means you probably are good with both. Yeah, you can do energy source fats and carbs. But let's say a lot of patients coming in having a HRV of 22, 30, below 40-ish. Mm. Those people are sympathetic dominant. It could be because they had so much ongoing stress and they are not their nature anymore. Still, I would know, okay, sympathetic dominant, I would need to put them on a more plant-based diet and give them more healthy carbohydrates. I would never give them a keto approach. It would just kill Interesting. them. And then I would see people that have like an average of 80 to 120 or even more HRV. They are parasympathetic dominant. And now it comes, here's the kicker. So a parasympathetic dominant, if you see it from body typing, would more be an endomorph person. People that are building mass quite easily, either mm -hmm. muscle or fat. I compare it to a truck. They would be the truck. They only need six liters on 100 kilometers, but these yeah. are 
Whereas the sympathetic person needs 25 liters of fast acting fuel, like cows. They need potatoes, rice, whatever. Otherwise they die, they act too So, but you can also become too parasympathetic. Why? Yeah. Because of, of ongoing chronic stress. And then I have to see, oh, is this person so parasympathetic because it's a, a sign of not being healthy? Then I have to feed her a carnivorous diet. Because mm -hmm. I would give more parasympathetic stuff like plant-based is, like more healthy carbohydrates, more, more starches. She will get more parasympathetic and even lose more drive. So these people tend to do well on carnivorous diets like all meat-based or even a paleo, maybe not paleo, but maybe a very low-carb approach. Mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to individualize this when I see you. Yeah. It's too easy. So this is just a lot, a ton of knowledge that you need to know how to fine-tune things. But the 80-20 nutrition is, like you said, it's a combination out of everything. It's just pure logic, you know? And yeah, what, no, it's, it's what basic. Are designed, what are we designed to eat, right? We are, we are hunters and gatherers for the biggest part of our human existence. We would just hunt meats because it's the most nutrient-dense. Mm -hmm. But as you can see, I have thousands of patients over the last 15 years, and everybody has a different mindset when it comes to nutrition. If you want to be a vegan, okay, I'm good with it, but then we optimize it so it's really working for you for your health because it's not foolproof you have to know what to do no you have to you have to compensate for veganism i mean you know and the the challenge with veganism right now is it's become such an emotional topic that right. you know and i get it like I, I i sympathize i understand i don't resonate with it myself but i totally get it and um but but what people need to understand is this this idea of combining the veganism with the convenience of, yes. our, of a modern diet is a complete disaster for and health. You, yeah, and if you do that with kids, it's even awful. If, even if you have good intent, it doesn't work for many, and they will really suffer. And then you probably have even more loss of teeth, and you have no more space. You grow too narrow, and this will just you will just suffer at yeah. the end. Well, and, and I think from the br the brain suffers as well, like the from a mental health perspective. I mean, there's so many. You know, I used to know someone who was a vegan, but the amount of work that went into his diet, most people wouldn't do. That's what I mean. It's not foolproof. It's just it's not so easy. Yeah, it's possible if you want to. It's complicated. It's complicated. But for example, I am a, I'm a, like you. I'm more like a mesomorph person and a balanced body type. So my average HRV is also around about, let's say. 55 if it's bad to 75 so in this range mm -hmm. um, but i can design myself to become more ectomorph if i start eating carnivore for example yeah. if i eat more sympathetic dominant foods i get aggressive and I get sympathetic dominant interesting yeah of course if you want to make somebody aggressive for training or workout you just give them a low-carb diet it's super simple and you push dopamine mm -hmm. i'm dopamine dominant by nature i don't want to push my dopamine no. So I eat carbs all the time, easy ones, um, to balance it out. And if I feel, oh, it's too much, I might use a carnivore approach or paleo approach or let's say a low-carb approach for two to three days to get my neurotransmitters sorted or my yin and yang balance. But then um, I'll go, I need to have my carbs. And I know if you listen to a ton of podcasts, which I do, like you do too, or give speeches, you see that it's always so binary. You have one people on one trend. It looks like a trend. You have a trend. Okay, now it's going to be keto. Oh, it's intermittent yeah. fasting now. 
yeah. oh, it's going to be um, animal-based, plant-based, whatever. Yes, it's all tools and toolbox, but at the end, you're all very much individual and you have to know how to use it strategically. But I can tell you one thing for us, it's about healing and, and, and anabolism. And yeah. build. Building. Therefore, I will never give you a keto approach. I will never give you a intermittent fasting because I want you to be parasympathetic and, and dominant. And like you, I want to activate your parasympathetic nervous system so that your digestion works and your healing works better. Yeah. Might be a good strategy to put in a few fasts later, but not now. That's yeah. why. So they come timing. Like, yeah. About, yes, that's it. It's all about when you time what, and therefore you need a lot of experience with different people. If I would only do that for me personally, I would only know what I do and what works for me. But if you do it with thousands of people, you also realize, okay, I don't want to change their mindset. That's not fair. If they love to be a vegan, I maybe challenge you, but I don't say you can't do it because it's wrong. It doesn't, it's not correct. I'm not you. But mm -hmm. I can tell you, and that's why I think thinking in nutrients goes above all the mindsets. How can you get your nutrients from various different foods? And maybe seeing your data would be a good strategy to don't do keto, even though you read about it and listened to it and it sounds good for you. Maybe it's not the best strategy. It will make you even more aggressive. It will stress you even more. And yes, you will feel good on intermittent fasting because you're already an adrenaline junkie and it will give you more adrenaline, no more cortisol, but it will kill your adrenals over time and you don't heal and you don't recover and you just be more miserable. So it's all connected to neurotransmitters, health, and it's like an overall concept. But like I said, stay health starts in your mouth. Yeah. Optimizing your health, starting from the mouth. That's it. Yeah. No, I love it. And, you know, the whole issue of the oral microbiome kind of goes away when you've optimized nutrition and balanced it out. Like, I mean, that's how you build that microbiome. Yes. But also have to see at one point if there's still health killers installed. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, quite apart from the from the mercury and the like the the assaults. Right. So you've got the assaults like the unhealthy gums and the. Let's yeah. say your epigenetic stressors that your dentist put in there to help you biting, they are maybe the splinter that is holding you back and putting you into fight and flight 24-7. You don't even know about it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Optimize whatever you can, obviously, and if you still are chronic fatigue, have skin issues, cannot sleep, your deep sleep is down, your testosterone is not where it should be, even though you're on HRT already, which you should never do before you have your mercury out and your metals out. Right. Bad. right. Then it's time to start thinking about the mouse. That's why I see, that's what the teaching is. Whatever we talk about in health optimization, every hot topic is always an angle to the mouth, which is missing in the teaching. Also, in whole yeah, yeah, it doesn't get talked about enough. That's why we're here. So yeah. Dr. Dom, you're the best. Thank you so much uh -huh. for this today. So you're going to give me a bunch of links and resources to include in the show notes for people to be able to access you both for dentists and for patients. Most definitely. I will do that. And how do people find you? The easiest actually to find me straight away, if you don't click on links, is go, go on Instagram. My, my handle is Dr. Dome one so D-R-D-O-M-E and the, the number one. Yeah. And there is a link, which is a, called a tap bio. You probably know about that. If you click on this tap bio, you, you instantly can go to my clinic, apply as a new patient, look about these things, find all the podcasts, Find all the articles, all the research, everything that you're interested about. And because it's all there for free, it's all for you that you use it. And then please share it with other people that are suffering. Because only this way we get more eyeballs on this message. Because I think Natalie, myself, all the other ones who are producing content on a daily basis, we basically do that for free. That mm -hmm. you, that we can change the world 
But to make it bigger, and we all have to co-elevate each other and work together. And I know that a lot of people are just consuming, but we can help too. Yeah. If you see me on the clinic, I always say that to my patients, if you made it to the chair and you see me, you're part of the mission because when you heal our, when we heal ourselves or when you heal yourself, you will inspire others by doing so. This is the best thing you can do. And love then you, you resonate that. I love it. You spread, <laughs> spread the word, spread the love, right? Spread the word, spread the love, start in the mouth. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love it. Well, Dr. Dom, thank you so much for agreeing to be here today. This has been amazing. Um, I, you know, we didn't even get to talk this much when we met, so I'm super stoked. I'm really looking forward to seeing the program. I'm, and you know, maybe I'll come out and uh, visit you sometime in uh, in the south of Germany. Of course, you are always welcome. Please come, come. Yeah, sure. We will right. see. We will see us soon. I'm sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.